the Bible, the book that has changed the world by changing lives around the world. Men and women, young and old, the Bible has changed my life. The love, stability, and hope that I need, they're all found in the Bible. The Bible gives me hope that a new day is coming. The Bible is helping me see what really matters. The Bible Live is a -a one-of-a-kind, first-time-in-history radio program. Offering you the chance to hear a 15 to 20 minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible, every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth. Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar playing all around rodeo cowboy. I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book. With more degrees than a thermometer and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible. Here is Sophie Dollar. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Thank you for joining with us tonight, folks. This is The Bible Live. We're reading Ezekiel and Daniel, these two great books from the Old Testament. We're in chapter 22 in the book of Ezekiel. In just a moment, we'll be going to our Wisdom and Worship segment. We begin our program each evening with a reading from the Psalms and the Proverbs. We're in the great chapter 119 of the Psalms. It is the longest chapter in the entire Bible, the longest psalm, of course. 176 verses, and as I have mentioned before, almost every verse in Psalm 119 has to do with the value of this book, the Bible, God's Word. Probably written by Ezra, that's what tradition tells us. Ezra was a scribe, one who, in fact, copied scrolls and manuscripts of the Scriptures, so he knew them well and he loved them. Ezra was one who came back from the years of exile in Babylon, the 70 years, and he helped give leadership to the people as they were allowed by the Babylonian emperor to come back, about forty to 45,000 coming back to populate Jerusalem and the Promised Land. Ezra, of course, of the book of Ezra, you can learn more about him there. He was a great lover of the scriptures, and he wrote this psalm dedicated to the beauty, the power, the wisdom of the scriptures. It was written in 22 sections, and the unique thing about them that we don't get in English, but it's something worth remembering for us, is that each one of these 22 sections was characterized by a letter of the Hebrew alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and so on. But in Hebrew, Aleph, Beth, used to know the alphabet a little bit better. Each section of this psalm, all the lines of each section began with that letter. That's a kind of a unique thing about Psalm 119. Let's go to that now as we listen to our Wisdom and Worship segment here on the Bible Live. Psalm 119, 145 through 160. I pray with all my heart, answer me, Lord, I will obey your principles. I cry out to you, save me that I may obey your decrees. I rise early before the sun is up, 
I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. I stay awake through the night, thinking about your promise. In your faithful love, O Lord, hear my cry. In your justice, save my life. Those lawless people are coming near to attack me. They live far from your law. But you are near, O Lord, and all your commands are true. I have known from my earliest days that your decrees never change. Look down upon my sorrows and rescue me, for I have not forgotten your law. Argue my case, take my side, protect my life as you promised. The wicked are far from salvation, for they do not bother with your principles. Lord, how great is your mercy! In your justice give me back my life. Many persecute and trouble me, yet I have not swerved from your decrees. I hate these traitors, because they care nothing for your word. See how I love your commandments, Lord. Give back my life because of your unfailing love. All your words are true. All your just laws will stand forever. End of reading, Psalm 119, 145 through 160. Listening to the Bible live with Soapy Dollar. back ready for our read now from the book of Ezekiel. He is preaching to the Jewish people over in Babylon to those who were exiled. At the same time, Jeremiah is preaching to those in Jerusalem. We are still before the actual destruction of Jerusalem. We are still ahead of that sad date. That date will be marked as we read through the book of Ezekiel. That time will be marked when they receive the word that the temple has been destroyed. Ezekiel is preaching over in Babylon, and without collusion, without the two of them coming together, both he and Jeremiah are preaching the same message. They are telling the people of Israel they must give in to the judgment of God on them. They must accept their judgment in repentance and in humility and not try to get their way out of it in the flesh through some military treaty between them and Egypt and depending on others. Just depend on the Lord. Ezekiel 22.17 through 25.17 Ezekiel 22 Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, the people of Israel are the worthless slag that remains after silver is smelted. They are the dross that is left over, a useless mixture of copper, tin, iron, and lead. So give them this message from the Sovereign Lord. Because you are all worthless slag, I will bring you to my crucible in Jerusalem. I will melt you down in the heat of my fury, just as copper, tin, iron, and lead are melted down in a furnace. I will gather you together and blow the fire of my anger upon you, and you will melt like silver in fierce heat. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have poured out my fury on you. 
Again a message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give the people of Israel this message. In the day of my indignation you will become like an uncleared wilderness or a desert without rain. Your princes plot conspiracies just as lions stalk their prey. They devour innocent people, seizing treasures and extorting wealth. They increase the number of widows in the land. Your priests have violated my laws and defiled my holy things. To them there is no difference between what is holy and what is not. And they do not teach my people the difference between what is ceremonially clean and unclean. They disregard my Sabbath days so that my holy name is greatly dishonored among them. Your leaders are like wolves who tear apart their victims. They actually destroy people's lives for profit. And your prophets announce false visions and speak false messages. They say, my message is from the sovereign Lord, when the Lord hasn't spoken a single word to them. They repair cracked walls with whitewash. Even common people oppress the poor, rob the needy, and deprive foreigners of justice. I looked for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land. But I found no one. So now I will pour out my fury on them, consuming them in the fire of my anger. I will heap on them the full penalty for all their sins, says the Sovereign Lord. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Ezekiel 23. This message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, once there were two sisters who were daughters of the same mother. They became prostitutes in Egypt. Even as young girls, they allowed themselves to be fondled and caressed. The older girl was named Ohola, and her sister was Oholibah. I married them, and they bore me sons and daughters. I am speaking of Samaria and Jerusalem, for Ohola is Samaria, and Oholibah is Jerusalem. Then Ohola lusted after other lovers instead of me, and she gave her love to the Assyrians, her neighbors. They were all attractive young men, captains and commanders dressed in handsome blue, dashing about on their horses. And so she prostituted herself with the most desirable men of Assyria, worshipping their idols and defiling herself. For when she left Egypt, she did not leave her spirit of prostitution behind. She was still as lewd as in her youth, when the Egyptians satisfied their lusts with her and robbed her of her virginity. And so I handed her over to her Assyrian lovers, whom she desired so much. They stripped her and killed her and took away her children as their slaves. Her name was known to every woman in the land as a sinner who had received what she deserved. Yet even though Oholibah saw what had happened to Ohola, her sister, she followed right in her footsteps. And she was even more depraved, abandoning herself to her lust and prostitution. She fawned over her Assyrian neighbors, those handsome young men on fine horses, those captains and commanders in handsome uniforms, all of them desirable. I saw the way she was going, defiling herself just like her older sister. Then she carried her prostitution even further. She fell in love with pictures that were painted on a wall, pictures of Babylonian military officers outfitted in striking red uniforms. Handsome belts encircled their waists and flowing turbans crowned their heads. They were dressed like chariot officers from the land of Babylonia. When she saw these paintings, she longed to give herself to them. So she sent messengers to Babylonia to invite them to come to her. So they came and committed adultery with her, defiling her in the bed of love. But later she became disgusted with them and broke off their relationship. So I became disgusted with Oholibah, just as I was with her sister, because she flaunted herself before them and gave herself to satisfy their lusts. But that didn't bother her. 
she turned to even greater prostitution, remembering her youth when she was a prostitute in Egypt. She lusted after lovers whose attentions were gross and bestial. And so, O holy Ba, you celebrated your former days as a young girl in Egypt, when you first allowed yourself to be fondled and caressed. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Therefore, O holy Ba, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will send your lovers against you, those very nations from which you turned away in disgust. For the Babylonians will come with all the Chaldeans from Pekod and Shoah and Koah. And all the Assyrians will come with them, handsome young captains, commanders, chariot officers, and other high-ranking officers riding their horses. They will all come against you from the north with chariots, wagons, and a great army fully prepared for attack. They will take up positions on every side, surrounding you with men armed for battle. And I will hand you over to them so they can do with you as they please. I will turn my jealous anger against you, and they will deal furiously with you. They will cut off your nose and ears, and any survivors will then be slaughtered by the sword. Your children will be taken away as captives, and everything that is left will be burned. They will strip you of your beautiful clothes and jewels. In this way I will put a stop to the lewdness and prostitution you brought from Egypt. You will never again cast longing eyes on those things or fondly remember your time in Egypt. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will surely hand you over to your enemies, to those you loathe. They will deal with you in hatred and rob you of all you own, leaving you naked and bare. The shame of your prostitution will be exposed to all the world. You brought all this on yourself by prostituting yourself to other nations, defiling yourself with all their idols. Because you have followed in your sister's footsteps, I will punish you with the same terrors that destroyed her. Yes, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You will drink from the same cup of terror as your sister, a cup that is large and deep and all the world will mock and scorn you in your desolation. You will reel like a drunkard beneath the awful blows of sorrow and distress, just as your sister Samaria did. In deep anguish you will drain that cup of terror to the very bottom. Then you will smash it to pieces and beat your breast in anguish. For I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. And because you have forgotten me and turned your back on me, says the Sovereign Lord, you must bear the consequences of all your lewdness and prostitution. The Lord said to me, Son of man, you must accuse Ahola and Aholiba of all their awful deeds. They have committed both adultery and murder, adultery by worshipping idols and murder by burning their children as sacrifices on their altars. Then, after doing these terrible things, they defiled my temple and violated my Sabbath day. On the very day that they murdered their children in front of their idols, they boldly came into my temple to worship. They came in and defiled my house. You sisters sent messengers to distant lands to get men. Then, when they arrived, you bathed yourselves, painted your eyelids, and put on your finest jewels for them. You sat with them on a beautifully embroidered couch and put my incense and my oil on a table that was spread before you. From your room came the sound of many men carousing. They were lustful men and drunkards from the wilderness, who put bracelets on your wrists and beautiful crowns on your heads. Then I said, if they really want to sleep with worn-out old prostitutes like these, let them. And that is what they did. They slept with Ohola and Oholibah, those shameless prostitutes, with all the zest of lustful young men. But righteous people will judge these sister cities for what they really are, adulteresses and murderers. They will sentence them to all the punishment they deserve. Now this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Bring an army against them and hand them over to be terrorized and plundered. 
for their enemies will stone them and kill them with swords. They will butcher their sons and daughters and burn their homes. In this way I will put an end to lewdness and idolatry in the land, and my judgment will be a warning to others not to follow their wicked example. You will be fully repaid for all your prostitution, your worship of idols. Yes, you will suffer the full penalty. Then you will know that I am the Sovereign Lord. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Ezekiel 24. On January 15, during the ninth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, write down today's date, because on this very day the king of Babylon is beginning his attack against Jerusalem. Then show these rebels an illustration. Give them a message from the sovereign Lord. Put a pot of water on the fire to boil. Fill it with choice meat, the rump and the shoulder and all the most tender cuts. Use only the best sheep from the flock and heap fuel on the fire beneath the pot. Bring the pot to a boil and cook the bones along with the meat. Now this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Destruction is certain for Jerusalem, the city of murderers. She is a pot filled with corruption. So take the meat out, chunk by chunk, in whatever order it comes. For her wickedness is evident to all. She murders boldly, leaving blood on the rocks for all to see. She doesn't even try to cover it. So I will splash her blood on a rock as an open expression of my anger and vengeance against her. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Destruction is certain for Jerusalem, the city of murderers. I myself will pile up the fuel beneath her. Yes, heap on the wood. Let the fire roar to make the pot boil. Cook the meat well with many spices. Then empty the pot and burn the bones. Now set the empty pot on the coals to scorch away the filth and corruption. But it's hopeless. The corruption remains, so throw it into the fire. It is the filth and corruption of your lewdness and idolatry. And now, because I tried to cleanse you but you refused, you will remain filthy until my fury against you has been satisfied. I, the Lord, have spoken. The time has come, and I won't hold back. I will not change my mind. You will be judged on the basis of all your wicked actions, says the Sovereign Lord. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, I am going to take away your dearest treasure. Suddenly she will die. Yet you must not show any sorrow. Do not weep. Let there be no tears. You may sigh, but only quietly. Let there be no wailing at her grave. Do not uncover your head or take off your sandals. Do not perform the rituals of mourning or accept any food brought to you by consoling friends. So I proclaimed this to the people the next morning, and in the evening my wife died. The next morning I did everything I had been told to do. Then the people asked, What does all this mean? What are you trying to tell us? So I said to them, A message came to me from the Lord, and I was told to give this message to the people of Israel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will desecrate my temple, the source of your security and pride. Your sons and daughters in Judea will be slaughtered by the sword. Then you will do as Ezekiel has done. You will not mourn in public or console yourselves by eating the food brought to you by sympathetic friends. Your heads must remain covered, and your sandals must not be taken off. You will not mourn or weep, but you will waste away because of your sins. You will mourn privately for all the evil you have done. Ezekiel is an example for you to follow. You will do as he has done, and when that time comes, you will know that I am the Lord. Then the Lord said to me, Son of man, on the day I take away their stronghold, their joy and glory, their heart's desire, their dearest treasure, 
I will also take away their sons and daughters. And on that day a refugee from Jerusalem will come to you in Babylon and tell you what has happened. And when he arrives, your voice will suddenly return so you can talk to him, and you will be a symbol for these people. Then they will know that I am the Lord. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Ezekiel 25 Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, look toward the land of Ammon and prophesy against its people. Give the Ammonites this message from the Sovereign Lord. Hear the word of the Sovereign Lord. Because you scoffed when my temple was desecrated, mocked Israel in her desolation, and laughed at Judah as she went away into exile, I will allow nomads from the eastern deserts to overrun your country. They will set up their camps among you and pitch their tents on your land. They will harvest all your fruit and steal your livestock. And I will turn the city of Rabbah into a pasture for camels, and all the land of the Ammonites into an enclosure for sheep. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And the Sovereign Lord says, Because you clapped and stamped and cheered with glee at the destruction of my people, I will lift up my fist against you. I will give you as plunder to many nations. I will cut you off from being a nation and destroy you completely. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And the Sovereign Lord says, Because the people of Moab have said that Judah is just like all the other nations, I will open up their eastern flank and wipe out their glorious frontier cities, Beth-Jeshimoth, Baal-Meon, and Kiriathayim. And I will hand Moab over to nomads from the eastern deserts, just as I handed over Ammon. Yes, the Ammonites will no longer be counted among the nations. And in the same way, I will bring my judgment down on the Moabites. Then they will know that I am the Lord. And the Sovereign Lord says the people of Edom have sinned greatly by avenging themselves against the people of Judah. Therefore, says the Sovereign Lord, I will raise my fist of judgment against Edom. I will wipe out their people, cattle, and flocks with the sword. I will make a wasteland of everything from Teman to Dedan. By the hand of my people of Israel I will accomplish this. They will carry out my furious vengeance. And Edom will know it is from me. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. And the Sovereign Lord says, The people of Philistia have acted against Judah out of revenge and long-standing contempt. Therefore, says the Sovereign Lord, I will raise my fist of judgment against the land of the Philistines. I will wipe out the Carathites and utterly destroy the people who live by the sea. I will execute terrible vengeance against them to rebuke them for what they have done. And when I have inflicted my revenge, then they will know that I am the Lord. End of reading, Ezekiel 22:17 through 25:17. Babylon. They are having the exact same problem as the people over in Jerusalem that Jeremiah is preaching to. They simply refuse to believe that God is going to judge them severely for their sin. They have so very many reasons for believing nothing can go wrong. At one time they believed it because, well, particularly those over in Jerusalem, since the temple was present there in Jerusalem, God wouldn't let anything happen to them. 
on the other hand, this message that we read tonight was written about 588 B.C. We know these dates because Ezekiel is careful to give us dates and times in his text. He speaks of different leaders and different events that help us to date these passages and these messages very, very close, if not exactly, to the dates they were given. Starting in chapter 24, this message is given around 588 B.C., There had already been two or possibly three invasions of Jerusalem by the Babylonians by this time. And those living in Jerusalem had felt that nothing had happened to them yet, so they were going to be preserved. And their false prophets and false teachers were saying that we are like meat in an iron pot. We are being preserved. We're being protected. In chapter 24 tonight, Ezekiel takes that very same image and says, Yes, you are like meat in the pot, and the pot is fixing to get hot. You will indeed suffer judgment, and you will indeed be destroyed. And so he uses that very same imagery that their false prophets and teachers had been using to say that nothing would happen to them. Just two years later, the city of Jerusalem was under siege, and they were indeed like meat in a pot. They were caught there until they were broken and destroyed. Now, he begins talking about these two sisters, Ohalah, meaning her tent, that's the northern kingdom of Israel, and Oholibah, meaning my tent is in her, a picture of Jerusalem. Now, the people in the south very pridefully and arrogantly looked down their noses at the tribes in the north, both of them accused of spiritual prostitution. They were adulterous. They were not faithful to their God. Instead of worshiping the true and living God that had revealed himself so graciously and powerfully to them, they had turned away from that God, worshiping the gods of these other nations, even going so far as to sacrifice, as we mentioned here in chapter 23, sacrificing their children on the altars of these other gods. The respect for life was one of the characteristics of the revelation that God gave of himself to the people of Israel. And just like we do in America today with abortion and our respect for life has really lowered. And we see they were trying to turn to other means of deliverance from Babylon. They were trying to sign treaties and make military arrangements with other countries instead of turning to God and trusting in his protection. This was, of course, what Ezekiel is accusing them of and saying this is the reason God is judging us as a nation. A couple of things that stand out to me from this reading tonight in the book of Ezekiel. I love this passage at the beginning. God says, I looked for someone who would rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. There is a wall of righteousness. And he said, I looked for someone. I like that passage because God always chooses someone. I've been praying for our own country that if there is a remnant of God's people here in this nation that would stand for righteousness and against the sinfulness and the adultery, the immorality of our nation, injustice of our land, if there is a leader that God would raise up to stand in the gap. And of course, we can do that as well through our prayers and through each of us living as we ought. The other thing that was so interesting is that God calls and condemns these other nations as well. We'll visit more Bible next Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America. And your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to the Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's the Bible Live. P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com.
Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Start today and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word. 